This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in special Saturday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast, Jake. I am Danny Williams. We are here. We're live from Mile High Sports Studios in the Tech Center. Can you feel it, Jake? The anticipation. I'm a little nervous, Jake, I think. One day away. I mean, no, I'm not. Uh, We have Broncos football tomorrow in New York. The New York football giants will be hosting the Denver Broncos. The season is here. The start of the NFL season is here. Um, I mean, we are here for it. I got all the feels. Okay? You got those feels? I got them. I got them. Oh, those feels we got. I'm not sure what that means, but I got them. <laughs> Man, uh, I was here all week with Danny, and I thought I was going to get my Saturday away from him. Yeah, right. God. Uh, again? Your mind, Jake. We're life partners. Um, you like it or not. <laughs> uh, okay, Jake. I am excited about this game. It's happening. I want to know what kind of your feeling is your initial kind of feeling here it's the eve of the nfl season it's going down it's about to happen your fantasy team okay i keep seeing you check your roster i'm like bro (laughs) you're good no no, he's like i'm just checking for injuries i'm like bro they're not even playing um like all the things that go into the you know opening day of the real full slate of nfl week one I'm kind of feels like it's here from built up for two years with some of like the COVID stuff, mm-hmm. no fans from last year. And you know what sports was during the coronavirus right now. It feels like, bro, we, Hey, we're back. Oh, right? 100%. Um, we got a little taste with college football and with, uh, you know, Thursday, Thursday. night, yep. you know, we got a little taste of it. But now it's it's time for Sundays, and there's no better feeling than than uh, uh, waking up on Sunday. You know, you smell the damn. Bacon. You're right. You smell the bacon cooking. If you smell, la, 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 la. yeah, I feel you. It's, it, there's no better feeling uh, <laughs> of football Sunday. You check your fantasy lineup. Yeah, you make sure everything's good. I'm ready. I you mean, know, it's like you I'm want excited. to do nothing. You try to do some stuff around the house. You know, it's like you gear up. It's like the countdown. You can, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. The NFL is truly king. Um, and you mentioned, uh, you know, it feels like it's been built up a couple years. It does. I really feel like that. Since there's been no fans. And Broncos country in particular, they sell out. And, and these fans are diehards. And yeah. so... Having fans back in the stands is going to be huge for for the Broncos, but obviously it's uh it, oh man, it's Broncos country is the way. best. If we're talking about fan bases, they're one of the you know not only I think five or six best fan bases in the NFL, but I think they're a part of like the twenty fifteen best fan bases in professional. American sports. Right. I mean, okay. Broncos country is regional. You know, I mean, it's not just Denver well, and Colorado. You're right. I mean, there's Lakers fans and Yankees fans and stuff like that everywhere. But, like, Broncos country is different. It takes I, a whole portion of the country. Well, I mean, like, for truth. I mean, like, Montana, you know, Kansas, Oklahoma. These, these you know, these states, um, there's so many Broncos fans in all of these states, and it makes a lot of sense. And when you win championships and have so much success, you go to so many Super Bowls, you're AFC champions, you know, eight times over like the Broncos. You know, that's where that kind of stuff is built from and created. But also it's something to like the 
you know, we're Midwest kind of people, but kind of West Coast people. You know, it's like Colorado is different, man. It's different out here. And it makes for, you know, I've told a guy today, we're like the 16th biggest market in the country, 15th or 16th or 17th, right around there. But I think we're a top 10 sports market. Oh, easy. We're a freaking awesome sports market. Top you know? five. So, and that goes to guys like us to do what we do, radio guys, to... I mean, all the print guys to the uh, to the Twitter guys and the blog guys and the fan site guys. You know, what we have around here is really, really special. And I guess the cherry on top being the Broncos Blitz podcast. We're super awesome, but we couldn't do it without you guys. So um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Check us out. Uh, rate, review the podcast. Um, that stuff's important to us. We will... Talk about, Jake, the second half of this podcast can happen in two parts now, okay? The second half of the podcast, we're just going to go through truly through the game, what's going to happen the first quarter, what is this halftime going to look like, um, and who wins this game, um, and everything in between. We'll talk about special teams if we have to, and uh, we'll try to figure out or come to a consensus because you and I think two things are going to kind of play out differently here, but as we talk it out, I'm wondering if anything will change, even though we've had all this time to really think about what we believe is going to happen in this game, right? Right, right. But also, I want to ask you a question here. Okay, okay. This is a bit of like a big picture question, like, uh, you know, um, deep, deep thoughts with Jack Handy type of question. When we're talking about the Broncos potentially starting the season off 3-0, they could be 4-2, and Actually, we could see them even being 5-2 and two at one point in the season, okay? And then there's some traffic before you run into the Eagles again. And then you have the Lions, and then you have um, the Raiders and uh, the Bengals as well down the stretch of the season. So say they start the season off uh, 3-0, and Jake. Okay. okay. Considering the opponents, I'm not so sure that answered my question. The question being, how will we know and will it, when will we know if this team has turned the corner and if we could like straight up talk about them as a playoff contender? There's like, I always talk about this on the, um, I've talked about it on the podcast, talked about it on the show for years, the emotional investment where it's like they have a big win. You look at, I look at her different now. I love her now. It's like Jerry Maguire. You know, it's like... That moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... Um, it's... I don't know. Um, it's hard to explain. It is hard to explain, but I'm wondering when will we know if this team has taken a jump, um, that leap forward, if they are really back, and when we could talk about the Broncos as being something rather than what they've turned into over the uh, a few years. Okay. So looking at the schedule, this is where I think when and how the Broncos we'll, – we'll know when the Broncos okay. um, have turned that corner. Okay. Obviously winning the first three games. Okay, give me what – can you just give me the opponents for week four, five, six, seven, and eight? Yes. Four is the Ravens. Okay. Five, Steelers. Six, Raiders. Uh, seven, Browns. Eight, Washington. Um, so in, in my opinion, Dang. to know that they turned the corner – they would have to beat one of these AFC North teams, beat the Raiders, and start three and zero. So that would be a five and and you know five and two, six and three kind of start of a season. Do you know what? I'm kind of with you on on some of that stuff. After three and zero, you got the Ravens, the Steelers. 
the Browns and the Washington football team. And those could be four team. losses. Oh, the, wait. There's, the five, there's five games. Where were the Raiders at? Give me that again. So Ravens, Ravens Steelers, Steelers Raiders, Raiders, Browns, football team. Okay. Check this. They could go 3-0 and then lose four out of five. Okay. Would, would that still be? That would be turning the corner. That would yeah. be 500 football. Yeah. And we'd still feel like, again, that's halfway through the season. Maybe not a marquee win. The teams we beat were cupcakes. Um, I'd say if the Broncos find a way to, like you said, beat one of those AFC Norths, beat the Raiders, and then split those last two with, say, beating Washington but losing to, uh, who's the fourth game there? Uh, the Browns. The Browns. Three and two plus three and oh. So it'll be six and two. Equals six and two. That's turning a corner. That's that's when the belief can happen. That's when we can start talking about this team in a different way, shape, and form. Let me ask you this. Besides just the looking down and going through the schedule and, and getting the end results and taking it from you know, taking it from that kind of perspective, what will we have to see on the field from Teddy and these guys and maybe Fangio and the defense in order to think, do we have something going on here? This is different than the last few years. We This is this feels different. They have to, on, on defense, they have to shut out one of these one of these first three teams. Ooh. Shut out. Oh, they, can't let, they can't let Zach Wilson Damn. put up any points against the Broncos uh, in their in their first home game. Okay. Their home opener needs to be a shutout Damn, against the Jets. Ooh, I love it. They got to start putting up points. They got to start averaging in those first three games at least 24 points per game. Do you at know what? Least. I would say, I'm going to keep rolling with you. I want you to crank it up a little bit. I think over the first three games, they got to get to 26 or 27. Oh. oh. By season's end, They'll probably revert back to being around the 23, 24. Okay. Unless they really go, you know, again, they averaged 20, 20 last year. Um, 24 gives you a chance. 23, 24 is a big, but only that's still right in the middle of the pack. Right. Actually, 25 is right in the middle of the pack. Um, so if they can go average over the, you know, go um, score 30 against the Giants. Um, 26 against the Jaguars in a 26-16 win, and then um, go uh, score 23, be a 23-0, to 24-0 shutout against the Jets, like you said, then people are like, they're, do- they're executing the game plan. Yeah. They're, t- they're forcing teams into, the, you know, they're executing their game plan, forcing teams into their style of play. Kind of chewing teams up and spitting them out. Are they scoring 35 and blowing the doors off teams? No. But are they dominating? That sounds kind of like dominant football. Yeah. So I think that would have to, we have to feel that and see that kind of domination that would come be generated from the defense. Right. And, and, yes. and then when you start playing the upper echelon of the league, yeah. you got to start staying in those games. Uh, do you know what? You're because right. Because the Broncos have been getting blown well, out that by, Ravens the, game, by the top teams. Again, we said to turn the corner, you have to win one of those games. Okay, so say you lose a 27-24 thriller against the Ravens, which was low scoring in the first half, and then they traded punches, Lamar Jackson and Teddy in the second half, each throwing a couple touchdowns, whatever. Uh, And then you beat the Steelers the following week. You know, um, 
right. in a uh, 21-17 survival, big touchdown late. Then the moments that got you to the six and two would have then made you feel like, um, wow, this team yeah. is the real deal. Wow, this team is the real deal or the makings of real deal. So that's when we could, you know, that's, is that the answer? Yeah, I think that's the answer. Okay. I mean, I love that, right? Oh, yeah, it, it's spot on. I think that would be best case scenario for the Broncos. Okay, let's call that halftime, okay? I uh, want to mention DraftKings. They're a partner of our podcast. They're a partner at Mile High Sports here. Um, and they're the best. The first NFL, it's week one, guys. The first games are happening tomorrow, Okay, we had a little taste on Thursday night. Uh, now, tomorrow, go big. Um, put a parlay together. Uh, find your two best games and make one big bet on two games um, that pay $100 parlay that pays out, you know, 300 bucks. Or just right now, go sign up with DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner, sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all of you guys, you new customers, $200 in free bets after making a $1 bet. Okay, so I mean, I don't know, guys. This will change next week. We will have some kind of different promotion, and DraftKings will do something different next week. But this week, right now, for week one, one dollar, a one dollar bet on any NFL game this weekend will get you two hundred dollars in free bets instantly, no matter what. Instantly, no matter what. No tricks, no gimmicks. Boom. Okay, that's right. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers 200 bucks in instantly in these free bets if you just got to bet $1 on any NFL game. It's like, this can't be true. It is true. Why? Well, they want to make a customer out of you. They want to give you a chance to win. They want you to cash because if you're winning, you're going to come back, play, lose a few bucks. They win some. You win some. That's how this game is played, right? I mean, do you expect to win every time? Even DraftKings doesn't. That's where giving you a chance to win. You know, um, build that portfolio for the NFL season um, right now on a $1 bet. Wouldn't that be crazy? DraftKings, safe, reliable, secure. Make it easy for you to deposit your money, withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use my promo code, MHS. It's Jake and our uh, promo code for the show, the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, it's MHS to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet. This weekend, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 and older, Colorado only, new customer. Only restrictions apply to draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Jake, this is like the end of the road here, okay? Yes. Um, week one is here. We've had all week long on the radio to talk about what's going to happen against the Giants. It actually now, though, feels different when it's hours away. This is the eve um, in Less than 12 hours from now, this game will be will be happening. Okay, in less than 24 hours, this game will be happening. In 12 hours, I'll be passed out sleeping. <laughs> Probably on a couple White Claws or something like that. What's your favorite flavor? Um, I'm going to just go with your classic lemonade. Okay, look at you. Um, I took you for a mango guy. Uh, I like black cherry. You say gross. Yeah, mango. <laughs> mango is gross. But let's predict this thing. How are you feeling right now? We always do this kind of gauge. We'll talk Monday after the NFL weekend. Okay, well, we got uh, Baltimore next week. How are we feeling right now? Right, right. That can change. So at the beginning of the week um, on Tuesday, I, I really felt that the Broncos might you know dominate this game. You know, I, I was very okay. high on the Broncos. Okay, but um, as the weeks have or as the days have gone by, yeah. Um, 
it to me it seems like it's going to be a lot closer of a game. Uh, the defenses are going to be the strong point on both sides. I yeah. think it's going to be a gritty, grinded out type of game. Uh, a lot of run, a lot of running. This, well, this game could go quick for offenses that don't have Tom Brady running them and Mahomes and Rodgers running them. Then you're going to have a offense that is you know gearing up and then finally seeing real NFL 100% game full speed action against the opposition who's trying to take you out. So there's some it's going to take like getting up to speed for a couple quarters for both of these teams. First one to do it will have a huge huge advantage. Um a t- uh, first touchdown, uh, early lead in this game, a lead in this game I think is huge. Giants score 7 first, I think it's big for the Giants because this is you know these two guys aren't going to be trading punches down the stretch. Oh, we've had four lead changes in this one. Um one team starts to get a little bit of confidence, starts to roll, plus gets a turnover. All of a sudden, this could be, you know, 13 to 0 Giants, but it's easily 13 to 0 Broncos going in 13 to 3 at half. I think that'd be the perfect plan for the Broncos. Touchdown, two field goal drives, go in 13 to 3 at halftime. Giants haven't gotten much accomplished. Um, you go out there and score early in the second half. Then we start to put some real pressure on them to have to throw the ball and, you know, do some things that makes, you know, them traditionally make mistakes. Um, one more turnover potentially, um, one more short field. Broncos take full control of the game. Um, run the ball, run the ball. Um, Teddy hits Cortland Sutton a couple times, Jerry Judy and a couple gashers. Let's bury these guys. Let's not keep it close. You know, Broncos win. Um, 2013. 24-17 type of game. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, to me, this game sounds like a uh, 21-17 game. Uh, both teams in the first half are, are going to be struggling. Um, it's going to be a lot of punts. We're going to see a lot of punts in the first half. Uh, but then when the second half comes around, I think they'll open up the playbook a little bit more and let Teddy loose, so to speak. And and they're going to start to you know hit him with that balance. And then they're not going to expect Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. They're not going to know well, maybe if they're even they, they can expect it, but we got the Broncos have a good offensive line now and two really good running backs with a lot, a lot of talent against a defensive line that's not very good. So let's go out there, take care of business, make it happen in the first half. Let's not let these first quarter play out and go hapless. That's not yeah. like let's not take uh, a quarter and a half before we find some points on the board or you know get deep into their side of the field type of stuff. I think it's very important for the Broncos to have a fast start. Oh yeah, I mean. Just, just like as you know, big picture, it's important for them to go three and zero. I think to start this game out fast and have success is going to be the real key. And you know what? With Drew Locke and led by a Fangio and a Shermer and guys who can't find their way to that success together for one reason or another, Teddy will take control and Teddy will lead that team and find them early successes and production and the confidence that they're going to need in order to go out and beat a young Giants team that is full of confidence as well. That's best case scenario, um, but I don't think it's that's best be. case. I think that's best case scenario. What's if you mid, start hot. I know there's a best and a worst case. What's a mid case scenario? Mid case. Give me I, a mid case. I think, you know, because uh, mid case scenario, I still think favors the Broncos mid case scenario, but I, also that means no special teams turnovers. 
Right. Um, uh, uh, help with uh, some points maybe from your defense. Maybe the team that gets some defensive help uh, from the scoreboard, whether it be a short field quick three or a, a pick six or a short field um, that your team punches in seven because of it. I think that kind of stuff is going to be the difference in this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, both defenses are looking for that ball. They're both going to try to uh, establish you know, dominance and establish the turnover battle. They're both. If you win the turnover battle, you're probably going to win the game. Uh, yeah. So I think that's huge. Um, and a mid-case scenario, I would say Broncos, you know, maybe score a touchdown first and then a field goal, and they and, and then the Giants score a touchdown late in the uh, in the second quarter, and it's ten seven going into into halftime. I think that's mid-case scenario. Okay. Um, let's see here. What happens if we think it's going to be tight in the first half, which that's expected because of it being week, week one. number one, uh, be these two offenses and the lack of, you know, what they're able to, you know, go out there and just do because of the quarterbacks that they kind of possess. Um, what happens in the second half? I think in the second half, um, the Broncos, uh, they put up a couple touchdowns. Uh, I think they're going to start, um, Getting some bigger plays in the second half, you know, they're kind of feeling the, feeling each other out in the first half, kind of like a boxing match. You know, in the first few rounds, you're throwing a few jabs, and then you know, in the, in the latter part of the fight, that's when you start throwing those haymakers. Yeah. So I see, I see the Broncos kind of do that and, and get bigger plays in the second half, and they're going to start uh, gaining that momentum. Um, and, and big plays uh, usually lead to big scores. So I'm going to say the Broncos uh, uh, in the second half, that's where they're going to get most of their points. I think so too. Um, I don't want to be like then we'll get him in the second half because I think I, I like I, I really think it's important to have some production in the first half, but I want to be finishers too. You know, I want to play my best football in the second half. Actually, I want to be a four quarter team, but again, that we don't have that kind of quality at quarterback. We have um, a team that's gonna find identities other than through. There are 35 touchdowns through the air that their quarterback gives them. I hope one of those identities is being a second-half team that um, has all these numbers of look out, you know, look at the numbers that they, you know, give up defensively or don't give up in the second halves. Look at the third-quarter offensive production from teams. I love teams that come out, um, regroup, um, make adjustments and go out there and, and – and deliver and execute. So you said a 13-3 halftime score for the Broncos would be kind of my perfect world. It's probably more like 10 7-3, type of stuff, you know, what I'm kind of really feeling. Um, geez, man, wouldn't it be sweet if the Broncos come out, get the ball in the second half, Teddy goes nine plays and finds Cortland Sutton for a little 17-yard touchdown, you know, toss, fade, kind of throw down the sideline. Um, Broncos up 14-6. to Okay? Yeah. Uh, stop the Giants that next drive. Uh, get the ball back. Uh, go on another long drive and get three. 17-6. Okay. That's control. That's then you have taken control of the game. The Giants at that point are down 11 points. They got to throw the ball. They're no longer in position to run the ball. Um, and that's when you hope Von Miller and Bradley Chubb can do their thing. Yeah, strip sacks and, and you know 
putting pressure on Daniel Jones, and we all know that Daniel Jones loves to turn the football over. So, But, you know, damn. That's, that's when it'll come in, and that's when the Broncos can ice the game. Just like that, though, seven. Uh, we just had a 7-6 halftime score. Broncos come out, win the coin toss, uh, going a long drive, just like that, 14-6, boom. Um, defense go out there, do their three, uh, do your thing, get a three and out, come back, another long drive, into the third quarter, 42-yarder, uh, field goal, 17-6. Then you're just just like that, total control of the game that was very much up in the air, and you definitely didn't play your best ball in the first half of. So imagine the confidence, the, you know, the Broncos sideline, that kind of stuff. It's New York. Imagine the booze coming in, the boo birds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Relentless. No, for sure. So, um, okay. Let's get in the fourth quarter here, Jake. What happens in the fourth quarter of this game? Fourth quarter is... Are we going to give Saquon and Danny Dimes any credit for at any point of going out and making a big play or long ball down the field to Sterling Shepard who might beat a young, you know, or a smaller Darby or Callahan or a young uh, Sertan, something like that? I could see one big play from the Giants. Okay. Uh, and then Fangio and the defense making their adjustments. And it's, it's going to have to be uh, Kenny Galladay. In my opinion, I think Kenny Galladay is going to have to be the guy, uh, the veteran. He's he played well in Detroit. If he could play well in Detroit, he could play well anywhere. Yeah. Um, and Daniel okay. Daniel Jones, I think it, Kenny Galladay is going to be his favorite. Target. Okay. Do you know what? Um, I'll try to come back down to earth. They're up seventeen to six. They come out in the fourth quarter. The Giants uh, are at midfield. Uh, see a one on one. Throw a strike. Something up to get to Sterling Shepard. Galladay um, touchdown. Giants. Seven, they go for two and fail. Actually, um, yeah, they go for two. They would. They'd be down. If the, you know, it'd be 17-13 yeah. uh, with the extra point. Go for the extra point and fail at 17-12. to 12. Okay? You're into the fourth quarter now. At that point, Broncos defense has to win them the game. They have to keep them off the scoreboard. Um, actually, have to keep them out of the end zone. They win the game. Because at that point, it's going to tighten up. Say, you know, I'm not saying the Broncos are going to go score any touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Let's say that. They score two more field goals, get to 23. Go from 17 to 20, from 20 to 23, okay? That's the cushion they need for one more Giants touchdown mm -hmm. if something was to happen. And um, also, uh, it puts tons of pressure on them to score touchdowns, a touchdown again, and do something dramatic, which you would hope then would turn into a turnover. So, say the Broncos get those two field goals in the fourth quarter, 23-12. to 12, Say um, the Giants find a late kind of throwaway touchdown, and the Broncos are in kind of some prevent stuff and let them take chunks. Um, they convert... A two-point conversion late, late in the game with, you know, a couple minutes, no time left. It's 23 to 20 now. Very interesting. Broncos go out there. Teddy and the Broncos need one first down to win the game. Little bootleggy something. A pass when they're expecting a run. Broncos kneel down three times. This game is over. Sounds like a, a really gritty game. It sounds like a game where, again... It's a little bit of everything. You got a first-half touchdown from Teddy. Got a second-half touchdown from Teddy at the right time when you needed it. 
Um, no one blew the doors off anybody. Uh, you got to ride around some of those proppy totals. Um, everyone's kind of eight. The running game was uh, successful. The defense kind of helped win you that game, be the tone setter. Teddy was mistake free. Um, Jerry Judy might, you know, shines or Cortland shines. Probably have two defensive players who had maybe a pick. I'm hoping there's three or four sacks in the game. And that's what it is to me. That's if you have, if we were, you know, to me, we just, talked through what would have been 20,000 simulations <laughs> and that's what we kind of came up right with. so right. um i mean what do you think you down for that yeah I'm, I'm i'm definitely for that you know after crunch the numbers uh beep boop boop boop, boop yeah we, uh we got this result and uh I'm, I'm happy with it i think the broncos could definitely win this game and i think that that's probably how it would go down between okay. these two teams so again i kind of just how can i not how can i run from my 23 to 20 or my 24 to 20 kind of prediction i'm going to stick to that right now um broncos will have to cover two and a half points which in you know theory there they do the total of the game is 41 and a half or 42 and a half 41 and so a half. you know i barely have that kind of over there um so i think the uh, the under is going to be popular there um What's that, that? 42 now. It's 42. Uh, okay, that's kind of it, Jake. I mean, like, that's the way I see this thing shaking out. We've prop betted it. We've predicted it. We chopped it up uh, quarter by quarter. I don't know what else we could do besides let this thing go out there and play out, come back on Monday, which we will do, discuss it, hopefully be 1-0 in the process, hopefully be 1-0 with our fantasy teams. I'll see you in the championship. Yes, sir. Um, that's it. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you find prod podcasts. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Listen to our radio show as well, Mile High Sports. I'm at Tweet Standing on Twitter. Jake's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Shout out to DraftKings. Go hook up with DraftKings this weekend and make it happen for yourself with that awesome offer that we told you about in the middle of the podcast. For Jake Meyer, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.